This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, LA Kings fans, and welcome to episode 43 of the Kings Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham, and sorry if the throat sounds a little weird today, if my voice sounds a little weird today, a little bit of a sore throat going on, but we battle through it at the Kings Den. We battle here at the Hockey Podcast Network because we do everything we can to get the content out for you every Monday and Thursday. This is episode 43 of the Kings Den. As always, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. And always, before we get started, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the Kings Den THPN. Me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, at Cunningham Jordy. And don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our video footage on YouTube. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content that's all around the Hockey Podcast Network. So definitely... Check that out for just $1 at Patreon. Just search the Hockey Podcast Network, $1. Find all our exclusive bonus content there. Episode 43 of the King's Den. We have a ton to talk about. This is the first episode without Tyler Foley and Alec Martinez. Well, last episode was as well, but we were just breaking it down then. The Kings have a couple games under their belt without the two of them now. But before we get into that, I want to talk about this article that came out quickly this week from... Greg Wyshynski of ESPN. He's a great writer for ESPN.com, great hockey writer for ESPN.com. And he had this great article looking at the state of hockey in California because, oddly enough, this season could be the first time ever that the three California teams finish bottom three in the Western Conference. That's the Kings, of course, the Anaheim Ducks, and the San Jose Sharks. They could all finish bottom three in the Western Conference for the first time ever. And he had a great article looking at the status of every team, where they're at right now, the three teams, and what hockey is like in California. And we've talked at length about how the Kings have such a great prospect pool and it's just getting better with the state they're in and such. Well, this is what Greg, Greg Wyshynski had to say on the future status. He said, depending on whom you ask, the Kings have either the best or second best best prospect pool in the NHL. Many rank them first because of the depth of that pool, which only got deeper with the addition of Tyler Madden from the Canucks and the Tyler Foley trade. Either way, this group led by Alex Turcotte and Rasmus Kapari has a chance to be something special, and with 11 picks in the first three rounds of the next two drafts, more help is on the way. And I've talked about that. The Kings have such a deep prospect pool. It's so much, it's so exciting to have that. Didn't even men- mention Samuel Fajmo. We have a lot of Gabe Velarde talk coming this episode because he made his NHL debut. This prospect pool is deep for the LA Kings, and it's just going to get better and better over the next couple of years with the team struggling. Like we just said, 11 picks in the first three rounds over the next two drafts. Help is on the way for the LA Kings with the already deep prospect pool that they have. That's exciting. Get ready for that, LA Kings fans. Wyshynski also said the brightest future uh, that the Kings have the brightest future of any of the California teams, at, but we're wondering how the youth, mo- youth movement will ultimately fit within the timelines of Anze Kopitar and Drew Doughty as 
the Kopitar signed for ten million ten million on an average annual salary until twenty twenty four, and Doughty signed through twenty twenty seven at a, at eleven million dollars annually. So it will be interesting to see how it all fits in. But get be excited for that, LA Kings fans. It's an exciting time for the prospect pool in LA. And another, he talked about California hockey in California in general in the article because there's talk of you know California's a a hot state. It's always sunny, hot weather. It's not really, people will argue it's not really a hockey state when you can argue it is. But of course, of course, the, you got all the amazing teams in the other three sports there as well. But hockey's become way more popular in the States over the last number of years. And this is just some, t- some statistics in English that Wyshynski put in the article. They said, but the state of California hockey goes beyond these, these three teams. As they linger into the basement, hockey hotbeds have taken root among them. According to USA Hockey, the total number of participants in local hockey in Anaheim, meaning youth and adult players, as well as officials and coaches, were 19,282 within a 50-mile radius of the Ducks Arena in 2018-2019. That's a 27.4% increase from five years previous. That's crazy, and it grows all around. Los Angeles has a total number of participants of 15,337, a 24.2% increase higher than five years ago, and that includes a 29.7% increase in youth hockey alone. San Jose has a total number of participants of 8,908, which is a 30.6% percentage higher than 2014, and includes a 58.4% increase in girls hockey. So we finish this article by saying the state of California teams doesn't strong this season, but the state of California hockey is stronger than it has ever been. And that is, those are some outstanding numbers for hockey in the state of California. It is in, it's awesome to see that hockey is gaining so much more traction in California over the last five years. And you can tell by those numbers, it is insane. The increase in hockey fans in California. And it's like, we know how amazing the sport is and it's awesome to see, see so many more people recognizing it at how amazing it is and getting involved and wanting to be a part of it, especially kids, adults, girls, like they said, in the San Jose area with almost 60% increase. It's amazing. So that's awesome for the state of California that hockey is becoming so much more popular and it's just going to become, it's just going to grow more and more. Even though it's a down year for the three California teams, it's just going to grow more and more and more and more. And you have to think, it's... The rate is so much higher because of the success that these teams have had over the years. The Kings, two Stanley Cups. The Ducks, they started it by winning in 07. San Jose has been, been the has not been a bride, but has been a bridesmaid a numerous amount of times. They've been all so close and they've been so good for so long that it's exciting to see fans and kids becoming more involved in the game. And it's a down year, but I don't think that's going to discourage these numbers at all because the Kings are exciting. The Ducks are going to be exciting soon. San Jose is in a bit of a trouble, but they can make another run. They could do a quick re- a quick rebuild on the fly and be right back in it next year. So you never know, but I just wanted to start with that article. That is amazing to see the increase in California hockey throughout the whole state. It's amazing to see. Now, before we go on to talk about the LA Kings this week, because Wow, we have a lot to talk about with the Kings as well. Two games to go over and a lot of roster 
movement. But before we get to that, let me tell you about our friends at Cool Hockey. Since 1999, CoolHockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America. Quality is just important to them as it is to you, and that's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey stocks officially licensed NHL products from Adidas, Fanatics, Reebok, and CCM, and have stitched from their 1,500-square-foot state-of-the-art protection facility in Toronto, Ontario, in Ontario, Canada, to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource services for customization like their competitors, they're able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all of their products. Cool Hockey staff live and breathe hockey, and it shows in their work. Find out why CoolHockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. Cool Hockey is committed to providing every customer with a high-quality product that is hand-stitched by professionals since Cool Hockey is committed to... Per- since Cool Hockey does not outsource any jerseys for customization, that means their jerseys can be customized and shipped to go faster than then their competitors and cool hockey jerseys and customization is officially licensed for both the NHL and the NHLPA. They take pride in making you just look like the players on ice. Check out our friends at www.coolhockey.com. They're amazing. Definitely check them out. And if you spend $219 or more, use the promo code THPN and you will get an additional 20% off. So definitely check out our friends at www.coolhockey.com. Okay, let's talk about for the LA Kings. Of course, last episode we talked about Tyler Toffoli and it. Alec Martinez, both gone. Part of the change in roster. We talked about that this was going to happen. There's The younger guys are going to get a, more of a chance now. When Todd McClellan talked about that over the course of the week, that young guys are going to get their chance. There's going to be a lot of roster movement. The deadline's tomorrow. We're recording this Sunday, midday. The deadline's tomorrow. There's still a lot that could happen with this roster, but on the roster movement, head coach Todd McClellan said, the decision was made, the plan was plotted, the execution of the plan is beginning now. I think the next level of player, and that would be Amadio, Wagner, Lazat, Moore, Prohorkin, the, the, these are the guys now. They've got 22 games to figure to figure where you fit in and what you can get done and accomplish here. And the prospects that everyone talks about, they're still a little ways away. They're percolating somewhere and hopefully improving. So we're three or four stages into the rebuild, but right now that next level or layer of players really needs to step up and, and perform and shine. I don't want to call it a tryout, but earn your spot. And that's a great opportunity for them. I look at it that way anyhow. And that is so true. And a lot of these players have taken the step up. Lasalle's been the leader of these guys by four. Moore's brand new to the team. Obviously, he's played pretty well since joining. Per Horkins has been bad. Amadio hasn't had a bad year. He's been here for a couple years now. Wagner has been playing better of late. He's still been kind of up and down all season long. But it's true. All these guys are going to have to show show up and play well over these last 22 games because I think I these are the, these this is the start of the youth movement for the LA Kings. And I, I think they'll all be able to provide a punch for the LA Kings. And I think they're going to show something over these next 22 games. I think they really are. It's going to be... It's, this is a big last stretch for these young guys. And it's also a big last stretch for Gabe Velarde, who got called up to make his NHL debut on the game in the game on Thursday against the Florida Panthers. Finally got called up. He was the Kings' first round pick, twenty seven first round pick in twenty seventeen, eleventh overall. And high expectations for this kid, but he's been battling a ton of back injuries over the years. He finally got healthy this year. He puts a ton of hard work into getting healthy, getting his back better over the years, and he finally got to make his NHL debut this week with Jeff Carter being injured 
in the game against Winnipeg Jets. He's day-to-day. He did not play in either game that we will discuss this week. But Gabe Velarde, he's been, he got to make his NHL debut, and he's been great. We'll get back into that, but just like a bit, a few notes before he made his NHL debut. Everyone was so excited for him to finally make his debut again, battling back injuries and such. Head coach Tom McClellan on game on Gabe Velarde said he earned the opportunity. This isn't a charity call up. He's certainly been one of the better players in Ontario. He earned the right to come to the NHL and play. Now that being said, he's also had a different path. Quite often as a first rounder, you're given every opportunity. He had to go work for this because of his injury. There were there were some days where he and others wondered if he'd play again. And it's a big night for him and his family. We're excited about seeing him on the ice tonight and moving forward. And he also talked about Velarde even getting power play time with Marty Firth because Marty Firth, he's, I think he's going to be a regular for the Kings in the last little bit here, and he's been playing well late, and Velarde and Firth both played great together in the AHL for the Ontario Reign together. So on the on Velarde and Firth playing together and on the power play together, head coach Tom McCollum said, uh, yes and yes to start with, but that can, that can be fluid throughout the night. They've played well together at the minor league level, but this is the National Hockey League, and this is a different environment. Kempe will play with them and give them a little bit of pace, which I think will be important. But as I told Gabe and Schaller, just go play right now. Just play. Feel free. Play. If you make mistakes, we'll help you with them, but don't get caught up in overthinking situations and erring because you're trying to overdo it rather than underdo it. Well, Tim Schaller made his debut with the LA Kings as well, and let me tell you, Gabe Velarde didn't overthink this opportunity at all. Everyone was super excited for Gabe Velarde to get the chance, of course, got the call-up. He had 20, 25 points in 32 games with Ontario this year, so he was ready to go. And he scores two minutes into his NHL debut as uh, on Thursday night against the Florida Panthers. Uh, your LA Kings won 5-4 to four against the Florida Panthers on Thursday night, just their 22nd win of the season. But Gabe Velarde was great in his first NHL game. He had a goal and an assist. Tim Schaller made his debut. The LA Kings outshot the Panthers 40-29 to en route to a 5-4 win. Of course, like we said, Gabe Velarde made it 1-0 early on, his first NHL goal two minutes into the game. On his first shift, it was about 10 seconds into his first shift. So welcome to the NHL. What a start for Gabe Velarde. Later in the period, Florida tied at 1, just a horrible turnover by Austin Wagner. So he's been prone to that. For how fast he is and how much he can create opportunity with his speed, he has struggled with the turnover sometimes, and this one hurt him. This one, LA won this game, but not without a lot of mistakes. They won this game, but they gave up the puck 21 times. They had 21 giveaways in this game, including this one by Austin Wagner, which led to the back of the net, and you just can't have that. You can't have 21 giveaways. That's way, 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 way too much. I don't know how LA ended up with the win and 21 victories. That's tough. 21 takeaways, sorry. That's tough to do, but they did come out with it. That was Sasha Barkov with the goal, and later Barkov scored a second of the game to make it 2-1. to one. But Drew Doughty responded power play goal 2-2. Two to two. The power play was good in this game for the LA Kings, and that and that's how the first period ended, 2-2 two, two after the first with Drew Doughty's power play goal in the second Period early in the second period, Jonathan Huberto, a power play goal, made it three to two. The Kings, their power play was good in this game, but their, p- their penalty kill wasn't that good. They allowed two power play goals, but I believe they also scored two power play goals. Later in the game, 
Later in the second period, 3-3, a great deflection by Trevor Moore right in front of the net. Another guy that has uh, we just touched on has to work his way up with this LA Kings team. Of course, just acquired in the Kyle Clifford deal. He has to he has to find his way. And him, Lazat, and Wagner have played real well, real well together since he joined the team. And of course, I've talked about it earlier. Kempe deserved to go higher up in the lineup. And I think let's keeping Lazat and Wagner together and putting more on there with that line, it's been really good. And I think that the three of them are playing well together. Late in the game, or late in the second, sorry, Marty Furk makes it 4-3 to three on a great pass from Gabe Velarde from behind the net. You can see the chemistry between these two, Velarde and Furk, as Furk scored his, his fifth of the year and made it 4-3 to three for the Kings at that time. But early in the third, Mike Hoffman, power play goal, ties it at four. Like I said, the penalty kill wasn't very good for the LA Kings in this game. It really struggled. Hoffman ties it at four early, early in the third period. Which is, which can be a dagger. Peer, goals and early in the period or late in the period can be daggers. And sometimes you can just turn over and fold. The LA Kings didn't turn over and fold in this game as they kept battling. And an unlikely source scoring the game winner with about seven minutes to go. Ben Hudden jumps up in the play. He gets a great pass from Kopitar. First shot doesn't win. Second, second chance shot goes in. Ben Hudden is fourth of the year. Gave the LA Kings a 5-4 lead. And... The 5-4 win as there was no goals the rest of the way. And good for Ben Hudden. You know, he's been struggling at points lately. He's been struggling at points during the year. He's still battling for a spot because he's a UFA. He, he, he could get traded tomorrow. I don't think he will, but he could. You never know. He's a guy that's fighting for his NHL career, to be honest. He is. And to keep battling like that, and to have a moment like scoring the game when a goal like that, good for Ben Hudden. That was great to see. Good for Ben Hudden. And how about the LA Kings absolutely ruining Jonathan Huberto's night? Jonathan Huberto had a four-point night for the Florida Panthers. He had a goal and three assists. And LA just ru- just ruined it by winning 5-4. to four. It was a great win for the LA Kings against a good Florida Panthers team, a team that's in playoff contention. They made Bobrovsky look bad in this game. I would, I, it was back to backs for Bobrovsky. I was curious at why he started back to backs because Florida just won in Anaheim the night before. I thought they would have gone with their backup, but Bobrovsky might have been a little tired in this game. But who knows? LA Kings come out with a five, five to four win. Like I said, 21 giveaways, way too much. A great stat about this game. Your Kings were 65% in the faceoff circle. Outstanding. Gabe Flaherty went 8 for 9, I believe it was, in his NHL debut. Way to hold your own in your NHL debut. That's how you do it. Going 8 for 9 in the faceoff circle as the Kings go 65% in the circle in their 5 to 4 win over the Florida Panthers. And after the game, of course, most of the talk was on Gabe Velarde and how, and his first career goal, his first career game, first career assist, multi-point game, etc. Head coach Tom McClellan said what he, what he felt when he sees young player scores 10 seconds into his debut. He said, well, it's not so important how it makes me feel, but how it makes the team feel. First of all, they were excited that he got the call up. They know his story. They know his struggle to get back healthy and the work he's put in. To have him play tonight, everyone was excited for him. To have him score tonight, 10 seconds in, was remarkable. The enthusiasm was contagious. I thought we carried it over and played it. I thought we carried over with it and played after that. So a good spark. We needed it and great for the kid. I'm so happy for him. He also said 
because the win against Florida made it three wins in four games, head coach Thomas Holland said, we've won different ways. We've checked our way to win at the outdoor game. Tonight we were able to score our way to win, and that and that doesn't matter. That doesn't happen very often for us, for us, obviously. The fact that we gave Quickie five goals to work with was important. The power play clicked. Each of the Lions found ways to contribute. As I said, in Colorado Springs, it was a really good team win. Tonight, you could say the same, but it was a completely different game. He also said on Velarde that, for me, it was his calmness. I think he, I think he was nervous. I don't know if you could tell he was nervous, but he played like a calm player. To go eighty or ninety percent in the faceoff circle to begin with, that's one of the most competitive areas of the of the game. He handled himself well there. He worked himself into positions on the ice that he needed to get to calmly. Sometimes I think. When a player starts his career out, he's just flying all over the place without any purpose. Gabe had purpose in all of his shifts. He did a great job. I have to say, I have to say too, that we had another guy in the lineup for the first time in Schaller, and he played really well, too. Gabe does deserve the attention, but we're a team, and Tim definitely found his way onto our team and did a good job as well. So, so McClellan giving shout-outs to Gabe Velarde and... Tim Schaller, he played really well as well, of course, acquired in with Tyler Madden in the deal for Tyler Toffoli. We will have more Tim Schaller news at the end of the episode because, of course, we do everything chronologically, but it will be, it, it's different. I didn't expect it, but I did expect it at the same time. We'll get to that. He also said, head coach Hall McClellan one more also said about Flirty always being around the puck. Always being around, always being around, like the play on the puck. Of course, he just said, "Yes, it wasn't a surprise to us. We believe, we believe it can continue and actually get enhanced as it goes on." But his IQ, his sense of time and space, and arriving into that time and space was really good tonight, and we think that can that can continue. So, of course, all game high praise by head coach Todd McClellan to his young prospect and Gabe Velarde making his NHL debut with a multi-point game, a goal and an assist, and of course, great chemistry between him. And Marty Furk continuing from the AHL level to the NHL level. That was amazing to see. And so much so that before the game on Saturday against Colorado Avalanche, the LA Kings announced that they signed Marty Furk to a two year extension worth 725000 each per season. So good for Marty Furk working his way to a contract extension. He's been up and down this season. It's a two-way deal, so there's still the way he can still go up and down. But good for Marty Furk. He's contributed. He's He said after signing the contract he's wanted to stay in the LA, L.A. area. He wanted to play well enough to prove to the Kings that he can be a part of the Kings for a long time. So two more years for Marty Frick in a Kings jersey. Good for him to keep playing like that and get in that contract extension. They started talking about it a couple weeks ago, and the papers got signed on Saturday morning. So good for Marty Furk signing a contract extension with the LA Kings. By the way, this game against Florida, the 5-4 win, was the start of 15 out of 16 games at home for the LA Kings at the very long home stretch for the LA Kings, which is good and bad. Head coach Tom McClellan talked about it. He wasn't very happy about it, but that's a story for another day. Let's get to... The LA Kings 2-1 shootout loss against Colorado Avalanche on Saturday night, Saturday night. But before we get to that, let's tell you about I want to tell you about our friends at Puffy Mattresses. A rated America's most comfortable mattress, Puffy provides the ultimate sleep to thousands of customers nationwide. The Puffy mattress is an all-foam memory. It's an all-foam mattress with a memory 
with a medium firmness level and outstanding pressure relief. A low-density memory foam makes for an exceptionally soft sleeping surface. Low lightweight sleepers and side sleepers will appreciate the bed's cradling support, which balances comfort with proper spinal alignment. Check out our friends at www.puffy.ca. On to Saturday night, as your LA Kings lose 2-1 to to the Colorado Avalanche. They get a point, though, as it was a shootout loss. It was, an, it was 90s night. In L.A., they're wearing the throwbacks from the 90s, the, the throwback white jerseys from the 90s, the Gretzky style jerseys. All oh, those jerseys are so nice. The first time they wore them this season, it was so nice to see them in those. And Snoop Dogg was a huge part of the night. He was on the broadcast again with Alex Faust and Jim Fox. He was great up in the, in the broadcast booth again. Of course, he's been legendary in the broadcast booth. He's a legend in L.A. He did a small DJ set before the game as well. So he read he also there's great clip he read the starting lineup out. Push them back, make them play in the end. Okay, Coach Stoop, the starting lineup. Starting lineup, we're going with uh Drew Downey, no doubt. <laughs> we're gonna bring out uh twenty four, Jared Forfort, you understand me up front we're gonna have Anze good for the LA Kings to keep using Snoop Dogg in those scenarios like that because it's hilarious to see and it's good for the fans it's good getting people involved so good for the LA Kings in doing that this was a different kind of game for the LA Kings it was a bit of a letdown you could argue as they lost two to one in the shootout to the Colorado Avalanche facing them a week after just playing them outdoors in Colorado Springs and beating them three to one Colorado outshot the Kings 31 to 21 in this game that's a rarity I think that's the least amount of shots the Kings have had in a game this season only 21 shots. That doesn't happen very often for this LA Kings team, a team that continually continuously put the puck on net like no tomorrow. The LA Kings made it one nothing in the first period. Austin Wagner using his great speed. We've talked about it a lot this season, how his biggest asset is his speed, and he needs to use it more often. He used it, got rewarded with his second penalty shot of the season. He didn't score on his first one earlier in the season. He scored on this one in the first period, made it one to nothing early on that was great for Austin Wagner to see that again like we talked about he's one of the young guys he's been up all season but he has to prove he has to start proving his worth that he wants to be here for a long time because of the giant prospect pool that's coming for the LA Kings he has to he's a guy that has to provide his worth and show that he is worth it and he's a big part of the LA Kings in the future it was a pretty it was a pretty quiet game to say the least between these two teams, Colorado tied it at one late in the second period, late, late in the second period, and then there was no scoring the rest of the way. Jonathan Quick was outstanding in this game. He stood on his head once again. Of course, 30 saves. Jonathan Quick was great in this game for the LA Kings. We've said that a lot this season. It's almost like a comeback season for Jonathan Quick because, of course, last couple injuries, he had battled, last last couple seasons, he had battled a ton, a ton of injuries, I don't know if he'll ever get back to the form he was during the cup runs, but he's been pretty damn close. He's been playing unbelievable for the LA Kings of late. 
including in this game. He was great in this game. He was first star of this game. He was great in net for the LA Kings in this game, keeping them in it all night long. But you can't win if you don't score. And in the shootout, the LA Kings did go 0 for 3 when it got to the shootout. They had a power play in overtime. They had chances in overtime. They just couldn't find the back of the net. And then in the shootout, you can't score. You can't win if you don't score. The LA Kings went 0 for 3 in the shootout. Quick made two great saves, but he just could not stop the third one. The third shootout attempt to lose 2 to 1. He wasn't happy that he allowed the goal in slamming a stick over the post. But Quick was not happy about the loss after after playing so well. And I agree. Like It's tough. Quick played his heart out in this game. It was one of his best games of the season. Like I just said, he's played so well for the LA Kings this season. And it was just tough to get the loss in a game like that. A note about this game, the penalty kill was way better than Thursday night. Colorado went 0 for 5 on the power play. And they have weapons, I tell you. Of course, you know McKinnon. Landis Cog. They got so many weapons. McCarr. But the LA Kings did a great job to shut them down on their power play as Colorado went 0 for 5 on the power play. And the LA Kings were on the positive side of the faceoff dot again as they won 54% of the draws in this contest. On to the Kings now will play tonight, Sunday night, against the Edmonton Oilers. They welcome them to town. So back-to-back nights, that's going to be a tough task in Edmonton because, of course, they're one of the better teams in the, in the league. And then it's kind of a slow week for the LA Kings. As they play on Sunday, tonight, and then they don't play again until Wednesday when they take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. That'll be a, a tough task. And then and then they have a couple more days off again as they don't play until Saturday when they take on the New Jersey Devils. Of course, all at home because they are on this massive homestand right now. And an LA Kings note before we get uh, before we let you go for episode 43 that this morning, after he played so well in the game against Florida, head coach Donald McClellan was giving him praise, and he played pretty well in the game against Colorado, the LA Kings did place Tim Schaller on waivers this morning. So that means any team has 24 hours to try and pick him up, or he will be sent back down to the AHL, the Ontario Reign. So a bit of an interesting move there, but it could be part of the youth movement as well. You never know. He could be a... Schaller's turned more into a veteran piece a little bit. He could help out the younger guys on this LA Kings team, but he's been placed on waivers. He could be sent... He's going to be sent down to the, to the AHL unless the team decides to pick him up or unless the LA Kings can trade him again. They just acquired him, but they might want to trade him before the trade deadline which is of course tomorrow at 12 pacific time thank you so much for joining us for episode 43 of the kingston like i said there was so much to talk about the state of hawking california gabe velarde his nhl debut a 5-4 win over the florida panthers a 2-1 shootout loss to the colorado avalanche marty firk getting a contract extension tim schaller on waivers after two games in a Kings jersey. A ton to talk about. I hope you enjoyed episode 43 of the Kings Den. As always, I am your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy, at the Kings Den THPN, at the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to check out the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube. Don't forget to check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon. For one for just one dollar, you can find all our exclusive bonus content. And don't forget to like, rate, share, subscribe, and review. And don't forget that we have our own 
podcast feed now. It will be on the Hockey Podcast Network feed, but it will also be on the Kingston individual feed. So definitely check that out on wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check us us out, the Kingston, or check out any podcast along the network, one for every single team. And don't forget to check out Tales with TR, our podcast with Terry Ryan, and don't forget to check out our, our Ice Analytics podcast as well because they're two amazing podcasts that we have on top of our third on all of our podcasts for our, all 31 teams. So definitely check out all of our amazing contests, all of our amazing podcasts along the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you very much for joining us for episode 43, and we will talk to you on Thursday for episode 44 of the Kingston.